Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. You're listening to Miss Becky's Classroom. Last time on Miss Becky's Classroom, Amanda, as you you sit down, a, uh, I don't know how to describe him other than a butterfly guy uh, <laughs> flutters over to you. And it's this insectoid looking guy, uh, beautiful, beautiful blue-green butterfly wings. And uh, he he walks up to both of you, but he's kind of got his eye on, on you, Amanda. And he says, uh, hey, beautiful babies. Ever been with an insectoid? Once you've, <laughs> given a pro, once you've given a proboscis a try, you'll never go back to a human guy. And he winks at you. Now let's pick up our story. Okay, shall we, shall we do this? Okay, here we go. So uh, Becky, Claire, and Amanda are in a kind of cowboyish bar, as I remember. They are hanging out. It's not a cowboyish bar. It's a jazz club. <laughs> it's a jazz club. It's a jazz club. club. Uh, it's yes. a jazz club. Uh, with cowboys. Out. They, went there, they went there with uh, the three vampires. Claire was at a table with her vampire guy who had offered, uh, requested, asked to suck her toes. She, he said, Ivan, to suck your toes. Um, she was intrigued. Uh, uh, Becky and Amanda are with their vampires, but also three firefighter cowboys just walked in wearing their red cowboy boots, uh, heavy firefighter pants, red suspenders, no shirts, and red hats. Two, two male, one female firefighter, all yeah. Very fit. Um, Becky was digging on them. And as we walked, um, pulled the camera back on last episode, a a dude, you just have to call him a butterfly guy, just this dude with butterfly wings, uh, walks up and he says to you, hey, beautiful babies, ever been with an insectoid? Once you've given my proboscis a try, you'll never go back to a human guy. <laughs> and that's where we'll pick it up. <laughs> And he just stands there with a with a grin on his face. <laughs> he just stands there. He just stands there. He flutter, his, his wings fluttering his bit. wings. What do they look like? They are kind of blue green. They're I mean translucent, sparkly. They're I mean they're pretty sexy as far as butterfly wings go. Um, very well kept. It's not like he's got. They're not not like they're moth eaten or anything like that. They're they're good looking butterfly wings. He's he's got kind of a uh, let's say a crew cut. No, he doesn't. Uh, he does a, a, a crew cut's fine? 
It's just um, while Becky is intrigued by the mechanics of how this all works, she has a once again, like she told the vampire, she has had enough uh, <laughs> inner species relations probably to last her another month or so at the moment. So Becky, Becky's got to shoot this one down. He winks at you and flickers his proboscis. <laughs> You need to keep walking. We're we're not interested. I'm sorry, friend. Oh, uh, ladies, you're missing out. And he uh, he just kind of shrugs and and then flies to the other side of the jazz club and sits down at a table. And you hear him. You hear him. It's this table of uh, uh, three or four people, and you hear him giving that same line on the other <laughs> side of the club. You hear that muffled. And so you're you're chatting. Uh, you got the the it's the three of you, the three vampires, and the three firefighter cowboys, all kind of sitting around a table together now. Um, uh, the no, Claire's not with us. Yeah, no, no, no they. Oh, you're in the booth. What are you doing with your guy then, Claire? Claire. Well, Claire is is questioning um, Count whatever his name was. The toe-sucking vampire. Count Chocolat. Oh, mine was Chocolat. Oh, yes. Yes, like the cereal. Gotcha. Yes. Claire's just listening to him and thinking, hmm, this would make a good, great addition to her specimen collection that she has going on. And she's wondering, oh, she'd really like to get more than just a DNA sample, you know, just in case there's more research she'd like to do in the future. So she's processing things in her brain while the guy just keeps talking and she's kind of like tuned him out because she's not interested in his whole empire. And, and it's like, I, not... I, I noticed you have very nice arches. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes. Would you like me to rub them? Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd and what, be good. what kind of shoes is Claire wearing? Claire's got some, um, she's wearing some stilettos. She decided to really dress it up. And she also discovered, you know, stilettos have an excellent heel. And she makes it, there's a, she has a tip hidden in it. She's made it really, it's a weapon technically. And she's covered it up with a little cap. So she needs to use it for more. She can. And that's one. One has the weapon and the other one is like a, like, like a syringe in it. So she doesn't have to reach into her bag in case she doesn't want to travel with the big one or have a just, clutch or anything. Just whack somebody in the neck. Well, you, you put your, your leg up on the table and, and he, uh, he slowly removes your stiletto and, and starts giving you a foot rub. We go back to the other table. Um, uh, Amanda, your vampire, uh, Elroy, is, uh, he's, he's, he's kind of getting closer and he's, he, I mean, you guys have just been talking and, and, you know, he's kind of, kind of feeling less than than his, his brothers because they're both counts and he's not, and he does have a, he does have a transportation empire and everything. And, uh, he leans in and he says to you, I want to suck your blood. Elroy, I feel like we've been over this before, <laughs> but like I'm feeling the need to feed. Okay, number one, I technically don't have blood anymore. Like this is all Clint's blood. Well, could I? No, 
Just, <laughs> just a little? He number, seems, one, number two, consent. He seems a little unconscious. Could we? He's fine. And he says no. But his neck, the way the oh, mullet, the way the mullet hangs over his neck, it is very it is, alluring. It is alluring, isn't it? <laughs> That's what drew me to him in the first place. <laughs> and he reaches over and kind of brushes the brushes Clint's mullet off hand? his hair. Elroy. Okay, you are a wonderful vampire. Well, well thank you very much. Any person would be happy to be sucked dry by you. Just not me and Clint. Well, Clint, Clint is unconscious. Shall we wake him up and ask him? No, he needs a little rest. This is a lot of work, me being attached. I just, Elroy, like, I think you're a good guy, but you're pressing your fucking luck. And Elroy, Elroy is just eyeing Clint's neck. Because Clint's head is kind of hung over to the side, you know? Because he's unconscious, and so his neck is just is just right there. Amanda um, is so uncomfortable. Well, good. Um, and and Becky, what are you doing? Are you talking to the firefighters? Or are you talking to um, Count uh, De Money, uh, the accountant De vampire Money. still? Or? Um, I mean, I'm not being rude because the Count and I are good friends now, but yeah. my attention is, you know. Solely focused on the vampires, if we're being totally on honest. The, on the vampires or the fire? Not the vampires. I'm sorry, my child's screaming in the background. <laughs> on the cowboys. On those cowboy firefighters. Yeah, they're all three, and they're they're all talking about uh, about the the calls they had during the day, and and how how rough it was, and and their muscles are all just glistening. <laughs> it's they are, and I and I kind of Becky. I mean Becky is a narcissist, but that doesn't mean she never pays attention to other people. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of noticed the, uh, the lady vamp or the lady cowboy firefighter looking at the count. And so, you know, she's kind of like trying to draw them into conversation together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- but, um, Becky's really kind of got her eye on this one, this one cowboy firefighter named Hank. And uh, you know, Hank Hank offers to buy you uh, another round for the table, and so him and him and the other guy, firefighter cowboy, get up and head to the bar, and then and then Becky, you feel a tap on your shoulder, and you hear, "Hey, babe, uh, I, I've been looking for you. Uh, what about our egg?" Oh, your voice sounds very different. Oh, how did he sound before? I, I thought he was sur- surfer. I thought he was had a surfer guy voice. What was his voice? I thought it was the boyfriend we left in, on Earth many years. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I'm getting like, a little bit confused after all these episodes. Uh, what did his voice sound like? I think he. It was your Fabio voice. Oh, Fal Fal Falbio. I don't. I okay. that that right there. That. Wasn't yeah, that because yeah. I think that was the seamstress. They sounded they the same. Yeah. They're, all, they're all pretty much similar. <laughs> Becky, what? No, that's a vampire. <laughs> so he, oh, I'm just trying to find the voice. He asks you, he asks you what, what about the egg? And you turn, and it is Fabio, the uh, centauricorn. And he's standing there. He's standing there with this woman. She's wearing, I mean, druid robes, basically. These kind of uh, dark brown robes. A uh, very attractive woman, kind of uh, greenish hair, lots of uh, uh, 
nature weaved into her her hair and her braids and uh he says uh um i can't get the voice i don't um <laughs> it's fine just give him a new one uh, he says uh he says i thought uh, i thought i thought since the baby was coming that we should get married uh the the priestess here will take care of that I thought I said I wasn't ready to get married. But we can't bring an illegitimate child into the world. People do it all the time on Earth. But we're not on Earth, and I love you. You've known me for two days. But I've really felt we connected the, the, the time that we spent, you know, making sweet, sweet love. Oh, I'm not going to marry you tonight. I mean, you I'm... said some stuff. I was probably drunk, and I say lots of things. Well, you made it sound like it was kind of a more serious thing. Listen, listen. You can go back to where we're staying, and we can talk later, but we are not getting married in this jazz club. It's not going to happen. And the the priestess, she says, uh, What'd she say? Uh, he he has reserved my services for for the next three hours, so I can I can be I can be on call if you decide to change your mind and you want to perform the service. Uh, okay. Um, why don't you for now? Why don't you? I guess just go get a drink. Both of you, just just go get a drink. Uh, on, on your tab. Yes. And she kind of she kind of raises her hands over you, Becky, and and she's kind of doing this, moving them around, and she's like, I, "I really feel a disturbance in your aura." Yeah, it's it's the guy right next to you. <laughs> you seem you seem stressed. I just wanted to have a nice night out with my friends, okay? Well, and well, now uh, there's the Centauricorn is trying to propose to me in a jazz club. Well, from, from what he told me, you did have a nice uh, night out and the next morning out, too. So uh, um, you, you really seem to, to be a party girl. Oh, hey, now. I don't think that you should talk about my friend like that, miss. And she turns to you, and, uh, and you look at her, and you see, like, lightning bolts in her eyes as, as, you, as you wag your finger at her. Amanda, it's 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 okay, Amanda. It's it's okay. You know, know what? You, you, her eyeballs are just crackling at you, Amanda. Amanda, I it's it's fine. I will accept responsibility for this at the moment. I've offered to g let her go have a drink. It's it's going to be okay. I just don't think you should have to deal with this. If you die, it's really Clint's body that dies. Okay, you cannot. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you cannot afford to get electrocuted right now. Right. And she says, Fabio, let's go have that drink. And they, they walk away. Um, and we're going to go back to, <laughs> I'm kind of scared to do it. We're going to go back to Claire. Claire, is, Claire now has both feet up on the table. Um, he's rubbing oh. both of her feet. Um, she has one stiletto in her hand. I don't know if it's the, the weapon or the syringe. Um, the vampires drooling just a little bit as he rubs your feet. It's kind of gross. Um, mm -hmm. what, how does this unfold? Well, well, Claire has noticed the drool, and it's, 
she's going, oh, DNA sample. But she wants more than just drool and boogers. She's expanded. She needs something. What, what does she want? <laughs> well, she does grab the cloth napkin since it's a very upscale jazz club. Uh -huh. so it's, and, and, and dabs at his, at his drool. And she looks at it going, no, no, no. So as her feet are being rubbed, her brain has gone on. And she thought, hey, hmm. She says, excuse me a moment. I need to go talk to Becky and Amanda. Because I've seen them across the way. And so you get up and you head over there. Uh, you, yes. you, you approach just as the, uh, the priestess uh, is is walking away she kind of bumps into you but not not intentionally but and and uh, yeah <clears throat> excuse me hang on i gotta cough oh my gosh claire has to cough <laughs> this is a Did the priest tonight you? <laughs> that, that doesn't look on this podcast we puff cough <sighs> on air we were going to work that oh. cough into the show oh uh, Sorry. Uh, Claire does Sorry. a silent cough because Tasha <laughs> muted herself because she's so polite. Um, yeah, so you're you're there and you catch uh, you catch Becky and Amanda's eyes and you say, um, "Girls, I, I, you know how I like to cl collect samples from all our all the things we meet along the way and stuff, and I got lots of vials and some of the my labels are starting to fall off." Would it be okay if I started, you know, maybe sh shrinking them, the people down, and bring them back? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Let's do it. I've got my gun. It can shrink oh. things. <gasps> Perfect. Can it? Becky doesn't know it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, that Awesome, because I saw at Madame Trousseau's, they had some lovely cases that open up and like little, could be mini habitats for anything we wanted to travel with. Like a caboodle? Yeah, like a caboodle. And so your so girls are on board? I don't see anything wrong with this, but. I think you should bring back the butterfly man person. He did How seem about, interesting. And I'm thinking that person that just bumped into me she's got some major electric electrical <gasps> go things going on yes why don't you mm -hmm. shrink her down can you contain <gasps> her though you think hmm. for a while at least we could always just ditch her somewhere else if we need let's to. do it who cares okay well I'd, I'd like to try it out on on the the vampire that's yeah. drooling on my feet that's just really nauseated me now so Becky, you ready? That's really yep. sad because I thought you two kind of connected earlier tonight. Yeah, it was it was okay, but then he kept talking and just talking, and uh, I tuned him out you, after a while. You could be a chocolate empress. I mean, it'd be kind of hard for me to turn down. Mm. <laughs> you hmm. got the wrong vampire, didn't you? <laughs> Do you want to give him a go, Becky? No. No, no, I no. once I am I am done with magical creatures for at least a month. How many times do I have to say this? So Claire heads back to the table, and now what's the plan to shrink this guy? Becky's gonna shoot him with her gun. Okay, and 
So you all walk over to the table, and he's just sitting there kind of in a stupor thinking about uh, Claire's feet or what? Yeah, well, Amanda decides to start chatting with him. Because she's a chatty Kathy. Mm-hmm. Tonight she sure is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Becky then sneaks up kind of behind while he's distracted, holds the gun up to his back, and pulls the trigger. And, and nothing he, happens. Nothing happens. And, and so he's like, oh, I see you have two heads, but you also have very nice nail beds. He says to he says to Amanda. So he doesn't notice anything. Are you gonna try anything else? Um, well, Becky takes it out. You know, does that thing where you know you just like it, it always works in movies. She just hits it against the back of the table and tries again. He kind of he kind of turns when he hears the noise of you hitting something up. Behind <laughs> sorry, you. sorry, sorry. <laughs> and he he tur- yeah, uh, nothing happens. Um, Claire, do you have any plans? Uh, well, uh, Claire's a little surprised that nothing came out of Becky's gun. I mean, she not was hoping nothing, not even after whacking it. So Claire's a little concerned here. I mean. Granted, Becky's gun can do a little snafuing at times, and but it it's been awesome. So Claire Becky just doesn't know what shrugged. to do. Yeah, Be- Becky shrugs her shoulders. She's out of ideas. So we're gonna fade away from there. Both everybody kind of confused about the gun not working. We're gonna fade into the lab of the tentacle monsters. And you see sidetracks strapped into a chair with the two golden tentacle monsters around him. Um, and they're, they're asking for information about where Claire, Killer Claire, is and where Amanda and Becky are. And Sidetrack is not giving them anything. He's wisecracking and everything. And, and then they point this... I mean, it looks, it's cartoonishly large, like cartoon laser gun at him. And they pull the trigger and he loses human form and turns into his, his uh, blue-green kind of blobbish form that we saw him in in the first episode, I think, when he turned from a goldfish into his human form. And then they kind of, they kind of scoop that up with these big scoops and put it into this, this red and yellow little little machine if you were there you would think this looked exactly like a giant play-doh extractor that some of us played with back in the day and so they they put him in this red base unit they kind of pour him in there and they start pushing down this giant yellow handle and kind of excreting him through this this actually it's a star shaped um i was just gonna ask what shape spaghetti star little uh little aperture and he's screaming in pain and we're gonna we're gonna end the episode right there dun 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 (laughs) what the hell (laughs) what the hell what
thanks for listening. If you like the show, share the show, unless you're you know, too embarrassed, which we totally understand. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.